This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to this edition of News Laundry Hafta. Unfortunately, Abhinandan is missing in action. He's away doing what Abhinandan does. And because Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte, you have me, yours truly Cherry Agarwal hosting this episode. For this week's hafta, we have a super illustrious panel to share their thoughts and opinions on everything that made news. Getting straight to them, first up we have Neha Dikshit. who's an independent journalist based out of New Delhi. She covers politics, gender and social justice in South Asia. She has worked across mediums including online print and television and has reported for Al Jazeera, The New York Times, Outlook, Caravan to name a few. Apart from this, she's also won several awards including the Ladley Media Award for Gender Sensitivity. Hi Neha, welcome to Hafta. My, in my head there is a giant fanboy screaming going on right now. It's mutual admiration. <laughs> We also have Meghnath who is a public uh, policy professional and a die-hard parliament nerd. So we have a lot to talk about. Hi. Yes. We do. Well, <laughs> welcome Meghnath and also joining us today is Raman sir. Hi Raman sir. Hi. And our in-house opinion writer Anand Vadhan. Hi Anand. Hello. So we have had quite an action packed week. Uh let me just kick off with the agenda and what we have to discuss and the panel can weigh in about if there are more topics they want to talk about. First we have the Supreme Court's recommendation against mobocracy. The top court has asked the parliament to consider creating a new penal provision to deal with incidents of vigilantism. Speaking about mobocracy, uh, Swami Agnivesh was attacked. He is now at AIMS under observation and a BJP leader has said that the attack was self-orchestrated. So we can talk about that. There was Shashi Tharoor's <laughs> Hindu Pakistan comment that created quite a flutter. Tharoor's office was also attacked. Uh, subsequently there was a rhetoric that he was being asked to go to Pakistan, responding to which he said if Talibanization has started in Hinduism. So uh, wait, I have to ask everyone here who has been told to go to Pakistan till date. Have you been to Pakistan <laughs> several times? Several times. But I say okay, why just Pakistan? Send me to Turkey or some other place also. <laughs> <not> just like <laughs> and just some diversity <laughs> it's it's like now a badge of honor and really you know <laughs> and i want to go to pakistan so such good karma yeah. so no, yeah. <laughs> raman sir go to pakistan raman <laughs> <laughs> sir go to pakistan now you have that badge so of honor <laughs> also on the agenda is the no confidence motion which meghnath is super stoked about <laughs> <laughs> Uh the motion is against the Narendra Modi led NDA government that was accepted by the speaker of the house Sumitra Mahajan uh so much to talk about there since it it looks like Narendra Modi will finally have some tough questions to answer or so we hope Raman sir is nodding his head Also will the monsoon session see the passage of the contentious women's reservation bill uh there was also Nawaz Sharif and his daughter's arrest once they returned to Pakistan so we have to discuss how this might play up in the upcoming elections then there was uh, they have returned to Pakistan yes, they were arrested, arrested right yes yeah. uh There was this hashtag talk to a Muslim hashtag, which is creating quite a flutter. There are people advocating it, and there are people who are not so much in its favor. Basically, so. liberals dissing liberals. <laughs> <laughs> so that is something we all can talk about. Also, do not forget to attend the media rumble at the Indian Habitat Center. It's on the third and fourth of August, and here is Manisha to tell you more. The media rumble is back. 
in the second edition, we bring together news professionals, policy makers, investors, tech innovators from all over the world. It's where we discuss the future of news. It's where we talk about all facets of the news ecosystem. This year, we are set to make the Media Rumble Asia's premier media forum. There'll be professionals from some of the world's leading news organizations. Master classes on data journalism, on animation, illustration, storytelling. A convoy of 14 international speakers, filmmakers, satirists, all under one roof. Come, rumble at the Media Rumble, August 3rd and August 4th, 2018 at India Habitat Centre, New Delhi. Entries free for our News Laundry subscribers and Mufat course, register now. Seats are filling up fast, so log on to www.themediarumble.com. See you there. So let's begin with the Supreme Court's recommendation for penal provisions to address mobocracy. Uh, just to give some context to our listeners, on, tu- uh, on Tuesday, while hearing a batch of petitions, those including petitions from Tarun Gandhi and Tehseen Poonawala, the top court had said that no citizen should be allowed to take the law into their own hands. It has proposed a set of preventive remedial punitive measures to curb instances of lynching. These include special courts to conduct the trials in such cases, compensatory scheme with provision for interim relief for victims, and stringent disciplinary action beyond what is recommended in the service rules for officers. So my first question to the panel is, is this just going to be another law that's going to be there? Because we already have so many in place. Or is this actually going to curb this menace? Neha. What do you think? Uh, see, uh, it's a it's a positive development in the sense that now that nobody is speaking, the Supreme Court has said that we need something like that. And in in times when we see that there have been like the number of lynchings and the number of people taking things into their hands uh, vis-a-vis something that they disagree with it with or they don't like, starting from say a film, a very regressive film called Padmavat, starting from that to actually. Uh, identifying people on the basis of their caste or uh, uh, gender or say religion because it's not just uh, say Muslims are being lynched or Dalits are being lynched there is similarly like gender crimes gender hate crimes as well so this is happening yes it is a positive development but also I would like to say that even when we come up with a law uh, and there's an incident like this how that whole procedure of going to actually going to the court and saying that under this law there has to be some conviction or some sentencing. Yes, that should happen but that is not the only thing that can help because if you institutionalize a culture of mobocracy or say lynching for that matter, then it's it's it, the work has to be also done on the ground in terms of like sensitizing people and mm. there has to be some social sociological so intervention. Just the law it just itself cannot be a deterrent. We have, we have several laws. We have laws for rape, we have laws for uh, communal violence, we have laws for everything but despite that it happens and continues to happen. So I don't think it's like one-way traffic. It has to be intersectional at various levels mm. and that is the only way this can be fixed. And the Supreme Court has said that, like, in if I read the report correctly, it has actually said that there should be a massive campaign to sensitize people about uh, mob lynching and, you know, deal with it in a but different right way. right after, uh, absolutely, there should be uh, the process to address this cannot be unique directional there has to be an intersectional approach to this but right after the supreme court made this recommendation there was an attack on swami agnivesh so 
how much value do we attach to this what the supreme court is saying and i also want raman sir and anand to win after neha does i just want to come in on the point where this comment was made that this was self self orchestrated the attack on swami agnivesh anyway all of us i mm-hmm. assume are uh, condemning uh, the kind of attack that happened but this whole uh, argument of self orchestration this is not just uh, it's not unique it's not the first time because each time if you remember the mirchpur uh, violence where this whole this whole entire dalit basti in mirchpur in haryana was burnt couple of years back the whole argument was ki unhone khud se aag laga li compensation i mean we do the same thing happened in the muzaffarnagar riots when lots of accused jats in the court went around saying that ye muslimano ne khud apne gharon mein compensation ke liye aag laga li so this kind of argument is not just limited to one person but it's like a very commonly used There thing each time you're on the, the defensive yeah mm. raman sir the supreme court hasn't said anything new that uh, we already don't know in fact i personally feel that you cannot codify human behavior mm-hmm. i don't know how many laws are going to come in you already have law to deal with you know murder okay that is in place and uh, preventive measures okay now now what how does it originate i mean this mobocracy or mm-hmm. or, or the killing the lynching so that is something again i mean the government says that it has been dealing with it but i don't think they are dealing with it uh i think uh, if you see the cases of lynching before 2014 i only talk in terms of facts uh because i am not a highly opinionated guy so before to- 2014 the kind of lynchings that had taken place and the lynchings that have taken place after 2014 so there is definitely an increase and it has to do something with the governance and i think they know the answer they better better have the will to you know so is it getting amplified because of the silence of those in power because they are not condemning that's what it? i feel anand do you think it's a okay. knee jerk reaction mm. or is it much needed called for to begin with i am not sure whether to call it uh, movocracy or to indulge in some semantic uh, nitpicking Movocracy is somewhat uh, Aristotle identified as a distorted form of democracy while he was uh, classifying constitutions and uh, that was uh, Plato's uh, instinctive repulsion against uh, democracy that it uh, somehow uh, deviates into movocracy so with uh, the constitutional weight and constitutional institutions in place and uh, uh mobocracy would be something like institutionalizing as uh, the norm and not, not the aberration so i don't think we ha- it w- uh, we have reached to that point it would be a bit alarmist to say that uh second that uh, the non implementation of existing laws should be of more concern rather than uh evolving or coming up with new laws to rein in mob, uh, the mob violence so um, and uh, uh the problems with uh, uh, the law enforcing agencies is how to define a mob how so and uh, what are its instigators so mm-hmm. all uh, kind of mob violence is uh, not Uh, uh, somehow uh, what we jump to conclusions that it is a, a communal one or this is like uh, some v- uh, vigilantism uh, instigated violence uh, can also be about bovine w- w- resources about fight about cattle 
or uh, so uh, and it has been i think in madhya pradesh there was a case two months ago where uh, the villagers said that it was not about uh, cow slaughter it was about uh, uh, the ownership of the cow so mm-hmm. uh, so th- there are of course there there on the either side of the communal divide the, there are communal uh, there are instances of communal violence which need to be looked into now the technical problems with what supreme court has recommended that there should be a nodal officer at the district level which who should not be lower than the rank of superintendent of police mm-hmm. now that would be like uh, having dual power centers of policing in a district and uh, uh, how uh, practical is that because in normal course of law and order enforcement a superintendent of police should be able to rein in mob violence mm-hmm. so uh, dual centers of authority in po- policing in district i don't think it's a very practical idea and uh, what uh, we should uh, be looking at to see whether uh, to implement the already existing laws in literal spirit that's so tying up your point about uh, looking at non implementation of laws should be a priority and uh, neha's point about uh, it cannot be a single directional approach uh, i also want to talk about that the union cabinet gave a nod to the criminal law amendment bill of 2018 right and it had that provision that rapists of uh, young girls under 12 years of age will be punished with death uh, will get that uh, the death penalty but even after that like we have not come to the implementation stage but we are still hearing cases of young girls being raped like the one in chennai yeah so coming back to anand's point like is it uh, absolutely should we first go back to seeing that mm. all the laws that are already existing that should be implemented or are we looking at more more and more laws so, so i think one point we have to understand here is that when they are proposing a new law there is always this mindset that it will act as a deterrent and like that people will be scared somehow that a new law has come in oh my god we will be punished death penalty ho jayega kuch to bhi ho jayega but from past examples we have not exactly. really like seen as you pointed be... out even if you make stringent rape laws rapes happen and they get worse and worse and worse it's horrible um like the chennai example right so my um, oh, sorry to button here my only concern is is it happening because right now there's an uproar and now they think that just to address what the public is so thinking we need to come up with something i think there are multiple factors here right one <laughs> one of course is the silence of the administration definitely but we have to also understand that law and police is under the state government so we can say that all state governments are basically then silent as well along with the central government now you want the prime minister to condemn every lynching incident he can easily like tweet and say that he know, wishes everybody happy birthday yeah i mean he can easily like just one tweet on say a major incident which is catching news is doable but the fact that he's not doing that is a problem because he all he also like talks about like incidents happening in like other countries and condemns you know like shootings etc so if shootings is a problem in usa lynching is a problem in india like that can be an equivalence you can draw why isn't he talking about it here i think the second thing we have to understand is that there are incidents which have come up in the recent past which are a little different uh like the child lifting lynchings that have been happening that has been primarily triggered by whatsapp rumors right lynchings primarily what i think 
हैव अ र्यूमर एलिमेंट एसोसिएटेड टू दैम लाइक बीफ है कि घर में मारो इसको लाइक बट इट विल टर्न आउट टू बी मटन सो दोज र्यूमर्स हाउ दे स्प्रेड हाउ पीपल एक्ट ऑन दोज र्यूमर्स नीड्स टू बी स्टडीड सो आई वुड लाइक टू एक्चुअली आज द पैनल इफ देव रेड एनी थिंग दैट इज यू नो अबाउट द साइकोलॉजी ऑफ लिंचिंग एनी न्यूज रिपोर्ट ओपिनियंस एक्सेट्रा आई मीन इफ वी कैन Uh, yeah. go around see i uh, this one thing that i agree with what you're saying meghnath i just wanted to also uh, respond to anand in a way that uh, i completely agree with you but there's also kind of institutionalization of prejudice uh, right now and everybody talks about this india's spend report hmm. that gave us figures hmm. which was that 94% of the people who have di- died in cow related attacks are muslims so there's a specific prejudice that is acting there and similarly 97% of the attacks took place after 2014 this data is from 2010 onwards so right. 97% of the attacks and 30 per- uh, 50% of the attacks have been in bjp controlled states which means that they do have the right. law and order in their hand they have the police machinery in their hand and despite that this continues so But coming uh, back to your yeah one, one point i want to add here yeah. of course that's a yeah. point yeah. i'm not disagreeing that yeah. silence of the administration yes. is not a point but what i think is it is getting fueled by rumors yeah the role of the police is also hmm. uh, important because i like uh, two months back i published a story that uh, i found 19 cases of police encounters in haryana Haryan. where people had been killed by the cops on Uh, accusation or suspicion of cow smuggling and all of them were working class uh, obc muslims in mewat okay so there's one thing of the crowd the rumor mongering the and then when the cops start doing that it also means institutionalization of some kind of prejudice where the state machinery actually turns against the people themselves so it is the police that the people are supposed to go and approach and if there's something but the police is acting against them because of this prejudice and one of the after effects is i met one person who along with uh, five people in 2013 was traveling this was just few months before the haryana elections in in a pickup truck and there was a suspicion that they the he was basically he bought kapda from lajpat nagar to go and sell it back in this village ki eid aa rahi hai kuch paise bana lenge but there was uh, there was a suspicion ki wo they were in a pickup truck and that pickup truck is carrying cows so they were stopped at a naka in faridabad and suddenly 50 people came in the presence of the cops and they attacked them four out of five people ki- died on the spot and the fifth person that i met is now he 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 has rods in his hand and his so legs so did the cops book people from the no, mall no they didn't they didn't even they they registered it as a case of accident Uh, even when yes even when they were attacked with bhalas and swords and lathis and this person in the last 5 years what has happened is it took him 3 years to recover his body is completely deshaped and deformed and he's severe depression post traumatic stress disorder alcoholic can't do anything and that vulnerability and helplessness that even if i go to the cops nothing's going to happen even mm. if i go to the court so there are larger ramifications for something right. th- like this as well i do want to come back to uh, the prejudice bit that you've pointed out but anand you wanted yes, to win uh, first uh, the nature of the data now uh, if you live in rural areas uh, the kind of violence related to bovine resources now uh, if uh, an animal is a food for one community and uh, an agrarian resource for another so sometimes this uh, economic logic plus dietary preferences they cross uh, food 
and they produce this kind of violence. There is truth to that. So uh, it may not actually be a means a very organized kind of uh, violence with a political backing, but they do. I have seen that in villages that they do uh, place take place. Uh, mm, uh, second is the uh, racket of cattle smu- uh, smuggling. Uh, now people some in organized ways respond violently to that. There is truth to that also. So uh, not only not only in Mewat region, but also uh, if you go to North Bihar in the Indo-Bangladesh uh, border, where there is large scale of uh, cattle smuggling that takes place. Yes, Raman's advantage. No. See, I find it more, uh, you know, uh, as a part of a design. There is only one case which has been decided so far. That is in Jharkhand. Okay. Mm. So there the conviction happened and after two years they came out. And who who garlanded them? Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, this is one. I mean, again, I I don't know the facts, so I will not speak much about the latest uh, lynching that has happened in Karnataka, where uh, one IT uh, fellow happens Techie. to be Hataki, happens to be a Muslim. He has been lynched so far, I mean, uh, recently. So I, I think three was very seriously injured. I mean, I'm very, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to read, you know, the reports. Not many reports have come out so far. So I'm very keen, I just want to find out what kind of rumor it was. Was it a part of a design or it was just a rumor as uh, you know. I mean I would like to Sorry, add to sure. that quickly I do think this is a part of the design because uh, you know like let's not so is this also an escalation in design I think yes because uh, you know one thing Ravish Kumar had said like two years ago which stuck to me he did that black screen you know like hmm. whole thing where he said that everybody is being turned into a mob you know they, they're just waiting for a trigger everybody's angry everybody's like boiling and they're just waiting for a trigger to just act on it, right? And I think, you know, that is what, you know, makes a situation where communal riots happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just one, sorry, just one yeah. question. I want to tie the point in with Anand, which you can also uh, yeah, answer yeah. before. Cattle smuggling is not something new. But why is it no, leading violence to... Violence related to cattle correct. smuggling is also not new. Yeah. Just yes, uh, the good. escalation is what we are talking about. The, the uh, increased and, uh, escalation. I, 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 I am trying... Uh, now, about your lynching thing. You see, uh, technology, as you said, uh, like child lifting one or... Uh, uh, so, that... Technology has also amplified the kind of platforms people are getting to consume information and react to it in organized and unorganized ways have also uh, added to that. So, you see, um, Anna Arendt, I think, said that uh, the language of the mob is nothing but the language of the people uh, in private conversations uh, detached from all kind of hypocrisy. So that is what so, so there are kind of people who talk like that mm-hmm. in private conversations and when given a trigger as you said they react like that. So uh, uh, in, in sense the psyche of uh, mob is uh, not uh, very organized in the sense that uh, it needs a political group or that it, it can so, be. Yeah. Anand Neha wants to, to come in on I that. I just wanted to set the context in the sense that 
uh, I agree with you that this is not new. But what has happened is, if you remember the uh, campaign for the 2014 general elections, it was Modi who said in, in his campaign that he fears the pink revolution. So the moment he comes in, which means he is going to uh, withdraw the subsidies to the meat export industry. So it was a direct kind of politicization of the thing. Similarly, because most of the lynchings have happened in Haryana, and I, I know that closely through my reporting, there are other cases as well. Uh, Haryana government, uh, BJP government, BJP uh, in their election campaign in October 2014 said that if they come to power, they will equate cow slaughter to uh, homicide. Okay, so hmm. this is this is what they promised, and in 2015 they came up with a law that actually started giving authorization to private cow protection groups and giving them identity cards, giving them as much power as the cops to stand and to stop vehicles where whoever they suspect that this has happened. And coming back to your point, Anand, about this kind of survival thing and the economic aspect, there's also a kind of political element to it because if you say Mewat, Mewat and that is now a region and Nu is a district, according to Niti Aayog uh, latest uh, uh, report, they say that Nu is part of the 101 uh, backward districts in India, where there are no universities, only 1,000 people till now are in government jobs, even when they have a big OBC population. In spite of that, recently the Haryana government gave 6.25 crores to a private gaushala, but they, they made no effort to fix the university or to fix the place to generate employment. So the, the priorities are completely different and that is something that we should not uh, ignore. Raman, sir? I did a part of, uh, you know, f a series of five stories in 90s when I used to be with Express on No and uh, Shekhar Gupta was my uh, editor. editor. And uh, what took me to No was one speech by Sonia Gandhi and uh, she, in a, this was a political speech, I think election speech. So where she said that uh, only two, 70 kilometers away from Delhi is a place called No, where only 2% women are educated. Wow. Literacy level is just 2% of women. So, so that took me to No. I spent five, four or five days and I did a series of five stories. No is... <laughs> so we will quickly move to uh, Shashi Tharoor's comment about Hindu creation of a Hindu mm. Pakistan before we go to the No Confidence motion against the Narendra Modi government. So uh, the question to the panel is, like, this is the fifth year that Narendra Modi has been in power. And we've seen lynchings, we've seen cow-related vigilantism, we've seen a lot of violence. So are, is, uh, are these majoritarian values or are, are we becoming a majoritarian state first? And is the will of the mob trumping the values enshrined in our constitution? So I, I think you know the, the what I, that Shashi Tharoor thing. I have to. <laughs> it's a very clever political thing to do. First thing, right? You know, like and if you look you beyond the moral implications of it, uh, it's a very clever thing to do by saying that you know BJP wants a Hindu Rashtra. He has put it out there, and and then when they said you know that people started opposing, you know, kya bol diya, you know, you are a Muslim party. He's like, if you are saying you are not going to create a Hindu Rashtra, say it. You know, say say it out loud that you know you, you don't want a Hindu Rashtra or whatever. They can't, right? <laughs> they can't do it. Like it's a very cash twenty two situation for the for BJP, them. where they can't say that it, you know, they want a Hindu Rashtra, but they can't also say they that would, they don't want a Hindu Rashtra. They would say they would say that we want a Hindu Rashtra, but not Pakistan. <laughs> 
no listen i have to say matlab let's not stop living in denial because i have to say yesterday in pakistan these people went and thrashed one donkey you know i don't know if you see that yeah what? because uh, it said uh, first oh, which is uh, that imran khan's party is called uh, whatever so Just, the tarikins uh, yeah so i something was written on the uh, donkey the name of the party and they said this party is an ass so they went and thrashed that donkey <laughs> and we have also done that in himachal pradesh for the donkey and, right and now. in himachal pradesh a few months back this is what our politicians did when they thrashed that horse oh yeah yeah so mm. how are we different let's not live in denial let's all say we are new one to come in on this like also do you think there would be a political price that congress would pay for such a comment mr tarur has been a master in exaggerations he has a constituency to uh, um, the nyt school of const uh, to answer alarmism that mm-hmm. uh, equated sari as a symbol of hindu nationalism and rampant hindu in- anyways so uh, what i think is that uh, whether it is hindu taliban or not or uh, he has also added to that comment that uh, bjp is a hindu taliban or something that so he said that th- is the, are we going towards talibanization of hinduism hmm. but the first comment so the okay. space in uh, if uh, democratic politics is is uh, is uh, an arena for arbitration of interests so uh, uh, i think uh, whether we like it or not there was always a space for a kind of uh, majoritarian party if you can say or you can say the a party espousing the interests of the major religious group so whether you like it or not within the frames of constitutional institutions so isn't so that space BJP, also applicable to him bjp i have said it earlier if jansang its predecessors of bjp didn't exist we ha- we would have to invent it if bjp somehow uh, say is wrapped up today they, you would find another bjp coming up in next two years so it is not something that is very unnatural to the fabric of indian polity or society because uh, 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 we think that uh, in arbitration of interests religious groups are not uh, uh, a group that have some interest actually they have actually mm-hmm. they have and they come out into the play now this uh, of course there would be some thuggery in that thuggish elements in that like uh, the vigilantism or violence that we are seeing mm-hmm. uh but to say that uh, this is something very unnatural how come how come these idiots came no you are then you are living in another kind of denial but he's not saying that he's actually acknowledging that this is is this violence he's equating this violence to talibanization so do you think he is not right in that no he is exaggerating he may be partially exasperated right. farago of distortions and in words to say that <laughs> no no i i i am someone from hindi belt who can barely speak english so i can no but uh, like what what anand said about him exaggerating it but about exaggeration was it, were his words not taken out of context 
like the amount Everything of backlash is out of context got. these days like you can you can spin it any way you want really uh what what tarur did was you know probably i don't know it's it's a very strange thing but i would like to talk about this but i think he's trying to form a parallel center for himself right you know that indian professional congress that that, that all the moves that he's been making the opinions he's been they're a little different from what his party line that party his you know taking and sometimes also, he gets the party support sometimes he does sometimes he doesn't like for instance uh, it i think started with the uh, 377 bill also like the private members bill that is introduced sonia gandhi walked out of the house and i know for a fact because i was there that sonia gandhi got up and walked out and he was the only one fighting like everybody from the congress walked out he was standing there like and trying to fight that bill out and so i think you know tarur is trying to create like a parallel sort of political center for himself and this is i think a part of it no he comes up i think he articulates uh, he's very articulate ha, he yeah, artic- yeah he articulates even congress uh, philosophy yeah, but he comes comes up with his own terminologies in terms i mean i think this hindu uh, pakistan is one of them mm-hmm. not that congress is saying anything different mm-hmm. if you see the congress is also saying the same thing but they are not saying it in as many words so so i that's what i feel but i just feel that it's high time we acknowledge that south asia has become a mess and all countries are like hum isko marenge hum isko marenge that that is what it has become and i think it's high time we acknowledge that we are heading there even pakistan is no better myanmar is no better bangladesh is no better sri lanka is no better everybody's just doing that and it's time for us to wake up and stop taking offense to like and take proactive yeah. action yeah. to yeah. Uh, Anand, do you want to add something no, to this no, no, before no. we move? Okay. Yeah, so yeah, do you think uh, this this thing I've been reading a lot? Uh, the the reason why Shashi Tharoor's comments get so much attention is because the liberal liberal media loves him. You know, like everything he says, so the he liberal can, media will be like, "So he can actually oh, give them bites that me? they can use, right? They don't have to spend. This is my personal opinion. They don't have to spend fifteen minutes of question and answer to get that one minute of bite. <laughs> also, why does the BJP respond to everything he says? Also, <laughs> like they're also doing the same thing. I think. BJP responds to everything and anything. They just want the media they attention. They just don't respond to important things. <laughs> no, but that's also a problem because if we do any kind of uh, hardcore investigative reporting, uh, one like going to, to some place, coming back, and then we have to compete with a tweet. This right, report right, has to compete right. with a tweet. Hey, so, you did that story about that Assam RSS yes, thing, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Holy shit, that was great. Thank you. The one can in we, Outlook. Can we link yeah. her story? Uh, no, it's gone, right? Where is it? Uh, it's still there yeah 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 but you, you someone faced an action or there was some backlash all of us faced action i got a case against me of inciting communal hatred in yeah. guwahati ca- and yeah. can we can we let her talk about this for like 2 minutes if it's okay <laughs> i really want to hear this can we this. come back to this okay, later end. later but but please remember <laughs> i want to talk about it. okay so on the agenda next is the no confidence motion that uh-huh. meghnad wants to talk about yeah. at length yeah. uh, so Meghna, do you think first? Can you explain what the process would be, and also, are we actually going to see Narendra Modi answer some tough mm. questions now that has, okay. it has so been accepted? It's, it's a very funny situation, right? Um, I've written like a three-part series about how Parliament has been made uh, irrelevant by the Modi government, and this process has started decades ago. You know, like when the UPA first started doing overtures, starting from 2008-66A, so like, चालू है वो सब. My my theory is as as i was telling cherry earlier that bjp was in opposition for so long ki 
उनके अगेंस्ट इतना सारा यूज कर लिया इन्होंने दे डोंट इवन हैव टू लुक एट द लॉ बुक्स एनी मोर दे जस्ट गो टू पार्लियामेंट इसलिए हमारे साथ ही हुआ था ना अब हम यही करेंगे <laughs> चार साल में करेंगे अग्रेसिवली कन्विक्शन से करेंगे सो दे आर डूइंग द सेम थिंग लाइक इन फॉर इंस्टेंस इन 2013 थर्टीन नो कॉन्फिडेंस मोशन वॉज पुट इन अगेंस्ट द यूपीए गवर्नमेंट बट बैक देन ऑल्सो द सेम थिंग हैपेंड दे डिसरप्टेड द हाउस एंड द स्पीकर डिड नॉट टेक इट अप विच इज द सेम थिंग दैट हैपेंड इन द बजट सेशन इज वेल द नो कॉन्फिडेंस मोशन वॉज पुट इन but uh, the speaker was there no again i mean i have to say i was surprised that she took it up like uh, no no that's a very wise no, thing no that's a very that's bjp for a change has done a very wise thing very wise thing amazing yeah. amazing the congress they know they will say it's a very smart move so earlier what i think happened <laughs> was that because karnataka was coming up right before karnataka no confidence motion and opposition getting a platform to heap curses over modi would be a bad thing that's it like they knew they would clear the no confidence motion they knew but what they were worried about was the debate and what might go wrong it's too unpredictable i uh, idmk was up in arms andhra pradesh was up in sub everybody was like screaming and shouting now what is happening is no elections right now so it's good now what they can do is ha ha tum gali maro humko modi ji aayenge speech denge because amazing orator amaze amaze and uh, he will not answer any questions also because rhetoric se to sab chal raha hai congress will heap rhetoric because unke paas bhi koi nahi hai they are stupid as fuck but <laughs> um bjp will also answer with the same rhetoric and that is what will happen in the no confidence motion but to the listeners i would like to tell them do watch the debate tomorrow tomorrow is friday so is this going up tomorrow uh, tomorrow uh, but okay so it's happening on friday so i hope you see the debate <laughs> so like uh, what what we need to look at is ignore bjp ignore congress look at the other people look at the other opposition leaders even the shiv sena and what they are saying score uh, like just note down the questions and score what answers the prime ministers give based on those right so that is what that is the trick i'm going to follow also if you're i'm going to plug my channel uh, i've started this youtube channel called sansad watch so this is exactly what i'm going to do tomorrow i'm going to sit there i'm going sansad watch sansad watch what i do is i stream parliament and i there is a my face on oh, the side allowed? yeah uh? oh, streaming is allowed yeah 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 so it's it's public no okay, right. right. it's oh. a, there's my face on side with like some commentary what i'm going to do is i'm going to note down all the questions asked by people other than the congress and i'm going to see which of these the prime minister actually answers and then score him based on that because that is the only way we can know what sense this whole thing made anand do you want to comment on this on no confidence motion what are your thoughts oh wait process oh wait but no you go on then i'll explain the process oh uh, i think it's a uh... a uh, platform for political messaging more than uh, hmm. the actual yeah, number yeah. so its instrumentality can ultimately be pinned down to that only the messaging from both sides that uh, and testing the waters mm-hmm. of uh, the allies the because in the penultimate year before general elections and the allies uh, are like freelance uh, players in IPL auction so <laughs> yeah, they uh, are available to all and they um, they don't commit to anyone so that uh, their 
stocks may not be very defined so that is the last time the, uh, any non confidence motion in parliament was uh, important was i think in 2007 8 around uh, the around mm. nu nuclear, nuclear deal, deal yeah. and um, that was uh, i think means uh, in terms of a spectacle that was a cliffhanger and uh, amar singh swung it uh, in congress's way right? so that that was the other uh, these things only the prime minister and the opposition more prime minister wants a platform for uh, national viewership uh, he will address lot of thing as he magnat said add rhetorics to it and make it a spectacle yeah. a kind he of wants package raman yeah. yeah. is nodding yes. his head sir you know is right uh, it's it's so a very fun is saying is right and two things one is uh, the elections in 2019 so the no uh, confidence motion which bjp is going to win so that also gives a positive uh, you know vibe uh, to the national audience and second as i see it is completely a game of orators yeah. that is what is going to happen yep tomorrow yep mm-hmm. modi versus all so this I is what and the modi will uh, give his and modi is also going to pitch uh i personally feel that victimhood where he is why why people hate me why why oh why? my god everybody is getting and and maine ye kiya maine wo kiya i mean so, i want to uh, uh, get an perception on this he's very good at it like would it uh, raman sir said that it would be about who is the best orator but do we not have any hope from the opposition that they would be able to go past the rhetoric that modi is I, going on I with and be like answer this question you haven't answered this would they not be able to do that or rather would they not do that i think you know it's it's an interesting question because as i said so what i think people will concentrate on matters more here right people will concentrate on bjp versus congress because that is what they will make it you know like both bjp and congress what media will report is also bjp and congress rahul gandhi versus modi you know whatever um the opposition and again the opposition as people as the bjp has also been portraying it is just the congress right it's not true the, uh, there are other players involved there are more players than congress involved nobody pays attention to them so opposition when they raise legitimate questions they are ignored only the congress rhetoric is what is played up and that's convenient for the bjp that's convenient for the congress everybody is happy so i think you know that to say that the opposition is useless is wrong inc congress is absolutely useless they are getting bulldozed over and they deserve to <laughs> do you want to comment uh, on that the major questions that are in national discourse they are already in social media so people know what would be the pre- yeah. predictable answers of either the, uh, the opposition or the ruling party so they are all the more specific questions people themselves don't know so they don't know whether or how whether prime minister so suppose a tdp or a, say a, a very specific question about a hydroelectricity project or a road project so people are themselves not interested in those questions so facts bore yeah. facts completely yeah. no, but, so, but for instance like if, if you know that trs and tdp are both going to raise this andhra pradesh hmm. special status right um, do you think the prime minister will then answer that that is specific but that is also something people care about no he will, uh, what he will do i think my guess is that uh, he will uh, give 
थ्री फोर मिनट्स लेक्चर ऑन फेडरलिज्म द ग्रैंड द ग्रैंड आइडिया ऑफ फेडरलिज्म एंड हाउ कमिटेड वी आर टू कॉपरेटिव फेडरलिज्म एंड एवरीथिंग फॉल्स विद इन इट मीन्स दो इफ यू आर यू आर सम हाउ अ वोटरी ऑफ कॉपरेटिव फेडरलिज्म यू कैन नॉट बी दिस लोयल टू रीजनल फोर्सेज सो वी आर द ग्रेट रीजनलिस्ट ऑल्सो सो इन दैट ग्रैंड आंसर ही विल कवर दैट नॉट गेट टू ए स्पेसिफिक्स मोदीज I think it will the tomorrow's uh, I mean his speech uh, uh, Modi's speech is going to start the countdown for 2019 2019 that's what i feel yeah, yeah. I mean, with the victory against no confidence motion motion yeah, absolutely that's what i, I feel i absolutely agree with him and uh, the <laughs> didn't the congress withdraw its no confidence motion or something didn't they i think i did the did a tweet somewhere congress withdrew their no confidence motion right something i haven't read about i don't this. know but um like uh, even if they come back that you have not answered the questions how does it matter yeah how does it matter exactly kisi ko farak padta hai but i absolutely agree with raman sir it's a very nice platform now for him to say all of these are ganging up against me but i won i won I because the people want the panel me. if they have seen the safniyat sahi vikas ad or has that been receding like it was supposed to be there this and anyway advertisements by very nature uh the exaggerated projection so yeah. every, every advertisement by its very nature is an exaggeration so, so you saying there's no saf niyat sahi no. vikas to we know for sure but what about saf niyat no then but we cannot a political party campaigning cannot come with a dirty <laughs> niyat so yes so or oh, that's yes, the hope yeah. Yeah. that's what a non-existent concept and anyway yeah sahi vikas ka kya hota hai sahi vikas kya hai galat bhi vikas galat vikas kya hota hai galat vikas congress ne galat vikas kiya inhone sahi vikas kiya see when it comes to facts versus rhetoric rhetorics always win yeah and facts take long time to register correct okay so so in this context also and in the long term we all are dead and <laughs> yes. in that time prime ministers and chief ministers pass away True. so 
so they are not beneficiary so they are not okay. beneficiaries of act uh, before we end so, the segment let yes. me quickly explain the process for the listeners because they, if they can follow it properly uh, hopefully you know after when you're listening to this it will be done so but, uh, still. but still so when a no confidence motion is filed 50 mps have to physically get up in the house and then the speaker has to physically count them but she didn't this and time i'll i'll come to that so they has to count them it has to be more than 50 for the motion to be admitted after the motion is admitted she has 10 days to decide when to set a time for it which is what she did yesterday then another debate takes place she decides how much time the debate will happen after which a vote will happen and when the vote happens you know if 272 plus halfway mark is given to the ruling whatever coalition or party they are safe if it's below that government falls right now in the current condition there are nine seats vacant so the halfway mark goes down to 268 right five seats less than so right now bjp has 272 so five seats more and uh, counting whatever alliance partner whatever bullshit alliance partners they have whether or not they vote in favor or not is a different thing they go up to 2310 so they'll sail through easily what would be interesting to watch would be the debate the thing about which you were saying about physically counting so in budget session she continuously kept saying that you know disruption ho raha hai count nahi kar pa rahe yesterday when she accepted the no confidence motion everything was silent people got up and she's like ha ha ho gaya like immediately in like 30 seconds she's like ha ha ho gaya and then someone was like count to kijiye <laughs> like, and she's like nahi maine kar liya aapko karna hai kya <laughs> so he's like why didn't you do this before <laughs> why didn't you do this before like if you knew there are more than 50 members you didn't even need to count yesterday you must have done it before or whatever it is last session mein kyun nahi kiya because, because prepared because karnataka elections because convenient now so yeah so let's go to the women's reservation bill so this monsoon session will see the passage of this bill which is very contentious it is contentious because it will reserve one third of the total number of seats in the lok sabha and state legislative assemblies but the reservation is not to last forever 15 years after the amended bill is enforced it will lapse and the other problem with the bill is that it will be decided upon largely by a male dominated so right now there are just 11% women who make up for the 543 seats so and this is the fourth attempt to pass the bill so i want to know neha what do you think of the bill and do you think what would be the ramifications of this bill so firstly i would like to start with this ki it's been 12 years since i have been a journalist and in back in 2006 uh, when i was working with telka raman was my boss then i had gone to interview sharad pawar so by the way coming to the 15 years thing it's already been 12 years abhi tak pass nahi hua hai to pehli cheez to yahi ho last it came in was in 2010 2010 when it was passed in the Lok Sabha. Lok Sabha, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, it was 2000. So, उससे पहले से बात चल रही है तो अभी तक पास नहीं हुआ. I had gone to interview Sharad Yadav on Women's Reservation Bill and I was just like five or six months into journalism. So my first. And I was wearing jeans I when I went. So. Yeah. And I went and uh, the first thing he says that ये सब आप अगर ये bill आ गया तो ये आप जो ये jeans वीन्स पहन के आती हैं आप जैसी औरतें आ जाएंगी. 
and the second thing he said while I was sitting his wife walked in and she served us tea I am just and amazed said, that he had the guts to make that yes, comment of course of course he can of course he can he said and then he said ye meri bibi aayi hai aapko chai de rahi hai to doctor hai magar ab isko parliament mein bitha do to ye thoda kuch kar legi what so in front of me so the all those conversations about parkati or the yes of course there's a problem of course it does not address the class issue of course it does not address the caste issue of course the women's reservation bill right now is not intersectional in nature which it should be for instance people like mayavati there's this famous story when she used to go to the parliament a uh, number of years back with her oiled ponytail and a lot of our sophisticated women parliamentarians said that isse kaho perfume use karke aaya kare because she sweats a lot and all of that aur ye sare log bhi aane lag jayenge of course there's a class bias of course there's a caste bias but it's been so many years now please let's just have it and of course the things you're saying 15 years and all of that i think that we are long away from those conversations now first we need it to see that out there it can be amended later first yeah. uh, uh, sorry sharad yadav was the same person who said the college mebhi hum stalking karte the right ha aur ye he said that in parliament aur he say ki parkati aurte aake wahan baith jaye i'm not surprised he said that to you then raman sir do you want to comment on this bill i think why this was rigged up again is uh, because of modi challenging congress on the muslim women uh, so that is i think that is why it has been rigged up again so so nothing is i am very cynical on this as uh, she said that uh, it was in 2006 it came up so how many years so i think it it was just to just rigged up to you know uh, counter modi's uh, muslim women remark what are your thoughts i think uh, why it has been held up is uh, because of two things i think uh, first is the massive uh, overall it will require in the internal democracy setup of the political parties themselves yeah and uh, second is uh, that the pie of social groups representation now which was uh, say obcs or scsts which was uh, till now divided uh, on caste lines will have one more divide that is gender divide now they would need to reconfigure that social power along caste lines and within caste line along the gender lines now that political parties in their social engineering have yet not come up with a smartly now how to do that so that brings them electoral dividends so they have not thought about it if they I they, mean, I, they would have thought about it for two decades even electorally it would have been productive now how to have power centers within those groups in a way that the classic charges that it benefits their own families they put up their own daughter in laws and daughters in the place now that proxy ha uh, proxy, proxy proxy representation proxy gender representation and, the, and uh, it has been happening at the panchayat level panchayat level in if you go to rajasthan or even bihar which bihar was the first state to yes, introduce reservation for women in panchayat institutions now the mukhiyas or, or even very basic level anganwadi institutions they have proxy women candidates sarpanch pati hmm. there is the yes yes sarpanch sarpanch pati is the actual sarpanch so so that is one thing that is another thing that uh, they have not worked out and uh, mr sarad yadav with all the legacy of lohiyat 
politics i think uh, classic mulayam singh fear was against computers and english and his is this women and and he once said that he once very proudly said that i have uh, not gone to any foreign country so as if it was a qualification I means so uh, so uh, so I, i had many opportunities but i didn't but actually he did once in the kandhar rescue uh, uh, he, 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 he was he was the civil aviation nice minister he was the civil aviation minister yes so anand this is a chicken and egg question and you say that political parties will have to restructure themselves to meet this 33% reservation criteria hmm. but if we don't have that space will the political parties ever do that hmm. so you have to understand here the political culture at play right you know so i absolutely agree with uh, about just structural reforming but also like mindset reforming will be like a major thing to do like for instance like i was where i was working in with with a political party i think just, just a few years ago they started this tradition that on every women's day only women mps will speak right every woman mp gets up and speaks about a few things just standard things ki women empowerment violence against women needs to be stopped more participation of women in parliament and decision making and all that right standard ho gaya ab ye what i suggested and what we had suggested was that why are you making them talk about women's day let it be that for that day the bills that come up only women will talk right why aren't they talking about legislative things that is accepted the, ever no ever never because it's like oh क्या है जस्ट यू नो जस्ट दिखाने के लिए कि ओ हमारे पार्टी के विमेन एम पीज आर टॉकिंग एंड द स्पीचेस एंड एवरीथिंग आर सप्लाइड बाय मेन यू नो इट्स लाइक तुमको तो कुछ आता नहीं है तुम तो प्रॉक्सी हो तुम तो ये हो जस्ट एडिंग टू पॉइंट व्हिच इज दैट दे विल हैव फॉर ऑल द सीरियस थिंग्स दे विल हैव दीस पीपल एंड देन दे विल हैव अ महिला विंग या या महिला विंग वालों से आके बात कर राइट एंड व्हाई इज इट दैट व्हेन इट कम्स टू टॉकिंग अबाउट वुमेन एंपावरमेंट हां हमारे पास वुमेन एमपीज है दे विल टॉक अबाउट इट व्हेन इट कम्स टू टॉकिंग अबाउट अदर लेजिस्लेशन इट्स लाइक ओ मेन विल टॉक आई डोंट अंडरस्टैंड दिस थिंग लाइक 11% women in lok sabha that's tragic that's absolutely horrifying no, thing i have to come in and say this that this let's get this straight that this is across political spectrum yeah, yeah. from the right to the center to the left across the yeah. political spectrum there is a gender bias there is a lot of sexism involved yeah. and each time and uh, it is also a reflection of the kind of world we are living in because each time say for instance if i as a journalist if i am writing about something i am writing about crime or politics mm. but if i bring in a gender angle mm. my identity becomes are you to gender politics yeah. so it's it's a reflection of the general attitude we have and even in the election coverage or coverage of political parties elections aate hain so there will be one uh, mandatory story on all the women women candidates in these right, elections right. but nobody does a story on what is the policy of a particular political party on let's say gender sensitization or let's say representation more of the hypocrisy on those who portray themselves as progressives and that was a tool that is how feminists are being targeted right you hmm. the feminist and now people don't want to associate them sells with that word because uh, like there is this one thing i've started doing like it's, it's now it has become like a habit whenever a political party puts out a photo of a group i count the number of women right so two recent examples congress ka congress working committee mein there are some uh, 35 members right teen women 
It's a big political constituency and as Anand says, they have not been able to figure out social engineering of hmm. that constituency I, I and that's why. That yes. one Once they figure out, it would be electorally beneficial yes. for them. Manu yes. Joseph had written one this seemingly ridiculous thing once about why isn't any political party capping on just gender? Like, you know, like 50% of the voting population is women. If a political party comes out and just tries to talk about women and just makes that an agenda. Will that be a thing? Because women are also not a monolithic entity. Ah, they they would yeah. have differences. They don't every women does not agree on every gender issue. I mean that no, also to the general discourse around gender has become about either sexual harassment or maternity health. Yeah. As if reproductive parts ke lava hai also triple Yeah, of course. <laughs> or as if you know we don't have an opinion. If you come up with a right to food thing, it affects women equally. Absolutely. Because it is a women who go to the ration shop Absolutely. and they struggle with Aadhaar or they struggle with things to get ration. If you do a land acquisition bill or land acquisition act, it is the men who go out and work and women are out there to deal with the goons on the ground who are coming to acquire land. So it's just that gender prism is missing in the usual discourse and especially for the political parties. And even parties. the gender prism is um, very narrow. Yeah. Like there's baad, a youth scope uh, which is not being covered. You're mansplaining that it's good, 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 it's good. I just have to add one more point to this. Then we will move on to talk to a Muslim. In the current context, which is the deal. You know, like Ravi Shankar Prasad put out this letter recently about the triple talaq, you pass us and then हम वीमेन्स रिजर्वेशन भी पास करेंगे टाइप्स यू नो लाइक राहुल गांधी काउंटर करने के लिए आई डोंट अंडरस्टैंड अ फ्यू थिंग्स हियर ए बीजेपी हैज बीन कंसीडरिंग इन द प्राइम मिनिस्टर सेड दैट ट्रिपल तलाक हैज बीन स्टॉल्ड बाय द कांग्रेस कांग्रेस सपोर्टेड इट इन लोकसभा इट क्लियर्ड लोकसभा एंड कांग्रेस बुलडोज किया पर किसी ने अपोज नहीं किया ठीक है आई सॉ आई जस्ट चेक इट टुडे लिस्ट ऑफ बिजनेस में इन द बजट सेशन इट हैज नॉट इवन बीन लिस्टेड वंस कैसे स्टॉल करेंगे फिर इफ इट्स नॉट लिस्टेड तो स्टॉलिंग मीन्स इट्स लिस्टेड एंड डिबेट होने नहीं दिया सर प्लीज डोंट टॉक लॉजिक आई मीन प्लीज एंड दी अदर थिंग नाउ नाउ दे ट्राई टू काउंटर इट सही एक तो तुमने स्टॉल कर दिया फिर हम रिजर्वेशन लिए इफ बीजेपी एंड कांग्रेस आर बोथ इन अग्रीमेंट विद दिस व्हाई दे हेल आर दे मेकिंग अ डील लाइक व्हाई इज देर इवन अ रिक्वायरमेंट ऑफ अ डील लेके आओ बिल पास करो आनंद वॉन्ट्स टू कम इन आई वॉज लिस्निंग लाइक वॉट इज दिस रिडिक्यूलस डील लाइक वी न्यू पॉलिटिक्स इज अ क्विड pro co sort of a thing but you're both it's are on the same open, boat but it's so ridiculous to think about it also like ek to tum kisi koi triple talaq oppose nahi kar rahe but one is saying wo kar rahe dusra ye bhi koi oppose nahi kar raha aur ye bhi kar rahe i'm like are kya deal kar rahe ho now na bill pass karo khatam karo what if, the hell if only they wanted to do it they would do yeah. it but uh, let's move to talk to a muslim a hashtag that was recently trending on twitter and led to a lot of debate uh, so while some are looking at that hashtag, Hashtag talk to a Muslim as a regressive attempt to reduce people to one particular identity. Others are saying that it's a way to deal with 
the present situation like there is so much stigma being associated to that identity that we need to come up with some way to say that i will talk to this person and there's no stigma associated with neha what are your thoughts see i don't have a well rounded opinion on it yet but i want to give two incidents one is that i grew up in lucknow which is which is where the diversity when it comes to hindu muslim is quite equal and also i would say uh, with my own middle class privileges i there were lots of middle class muslims also in my area so for the longest time it was kind of coexistence and a happy coexistence and synchronization and all having said that so it's not a big deal to actually find one muslim and go to talk to them because hamare ghar mein yahi hota tha ki wo chane ka halwa aa raha hai and this aa raha hai that aa raha hai but i go looking for that person yes but i have to say one thing so i also teach in some journalism colleges because uh, reporting se paise to milte nahi hai ghar chalane ko to isliye uh, whenever i teach there was a particular very high profile university there that i was teaching at and where i realized that most of the students they didn't know nirbhaya they didn't know rohit amla they didn't know haryana chief minister they didn't know anything basically so i said news pad liya karo so they said i don't read news because i said why they said the very opinionated so so they said things like i like to write but i don't like to read so this is the kind of response like <laughs> j so, schools i have a yeah, different yeah. level of so problem so then uh, i said theek yeah. hai why don't you come back with a weekly news bulletin as bahane at least will read something so one girl who grew up in south delhi came back with a bulletin and in one of the one of her bulletins uh, points was that last week everybody was talking about zuha and zuha was in the news so i said what zuha what are you talking about said so, no no zuha and there were ex- lots of exchanges i said idul zuha so she was talking about idul zuha like a 20 year old girl who grew up in oh. south delhi she does not know that there's something called idul zuha so i do understand that we are reaching a point where people do not there is there are all these silos where we exist and we don't need feel the need to communicate with people who are not like us so there is no class diversity there's no religious diversity but do you think this no is the right approach diversity? i don't have a well rounded opinion maybe for people like this who only like i had to tell them facebook trend dekh kar hi news dekh lo agar dekhna hai to maybe for them i don't know maybe it's yeah. going to help uh, raman sir that was a very uh, soft example again i don't know whether this is a uh, this can you know assimilate the two communities i I'm, i really don't know about it but uh, when it comes to alienation yes i'll give an example of a friend of mine dgp rank officer uh, he's a muslim and he feels completely alienated okay now this guy his own batchmates use have told him on his face tumko to modi deal karega so this kind of thing wow. to a dgp rank officer So there was Do you think that's just because of his Muslim identity? Hmm? You think that's just because of his Muslim because identity? Of the Muslim But identity. there was this one more case recently about some seditious officer or something Amit Malviya was tweeting about, right? I don't know, no, like I don't IS know. officer who was targeted for being a Muslim and then BJP started calling him like seditious for So the alienation is happening. But what is the way to, you know, tackle with this? I I think society will come up with some answer. Anand this is one of the societal answers yes and i am not a uh, very a votary of hashtags and they said what objectives they achieve i don't know <laughs> but uh, i think it's a response of sheltered individuals who have led a sheltered lives very comfortable lives and who have only come across very well healed muslims so even well healed muslims don't give you an idea of uh, the ghettoized muslim so now bollywood encounters don't give you the idea of the muslim 
concerns in India. So now, uh, say a lower middle class person like me uh, will have uh, social interactions with Muslims. Maybe his shopkeeper is a Muslim. Maybe the person who is uh, buying newspaper junk from him is a Muslim. So uh, he he, uh, he does not. Uh, we don't live in gated communities. So uh, we live when we have to deal with Muslims. We talk to them. We uh, not deal would be a wrong word. Means we talk to them. So now whose hashtag is it anyway? Means uh, I mean even let's look beyond the hashtag. Let's say if someone tells you that their approach or out of other solutions or beyond looking at solutions, this is one solution that they are coming up with. That let's. encourage people to just go and talk to people from another community which talk, are being means you are assuming say a, a very normal muslim means who has no problems who is living very safe very normal life like you and i do so what you talk to oh. them what you were start what would be your starting point of the talk be. that <laughs> but no, i uh, think i think it's a let's face it it's a new way of communication mm. me too has worked me too has hashtag me too is the nation i mean uh, international uh, hashtag i mean people have responded and so many mm. things have happened yeah. on that front so this mm. may work so i have, I, mean, I, have a, i have three points to this one it's extremely sad that this has to happen Absolutely. like you know there has to be a hashtag like talk to muslims i mean dude come on like if you, if someone actually thinks that there is now a need to trend this hashtag saying talk to a muslim it's tragic let's just get over it. and it's tragic for a certain community sheltered community as you said definitely plus it's such a twitter thing to do also no like you know like ha ye muslim hai ye i think i think muslims are like this so let's you know talk to them now and you know like understand what they are doing and what they are saying i have a radical third thing i have a radically different story than neha's right you grew up in lucknow right i grew up in nagpur so <laughs> i it was incredible because um i i went to a primarily hindu upper class hindu school super rss and my whole family is rss and uh, i did not even know that i was actively encouraged from keeping away from muslims you know i i did not even know this because in my surrounding zero muslims i did not talk to them i did not do this there was this area called mominpura in nagpur ghettoized which was a no no place to go is they are wahan pe muslims rehte to कुछ नहीं वहाँ पे वहाँ पे बस हलाली चलता है ये चलता है वो चलता है नो आइडिया और क्रिकेट मैच जीते तो पाकिस्तान जीता तो फिर वहाँ पे सेलिब्रेट करते दैट वाज द ओपिनियन ऑफ माय सर्कल राइट आई केम टू दिल्ली आई यू नो स्टार्टेड टॉकिंग टू पीपल एक्चुअली एंड आई रियलाइज होली शिट हाउ शेल्टर्ड आई वॉज लाइक आई डिड नॉट नो अबाउट मुस्लिम देयर कल्चर वॉट दे आर अबाउट एंड आई देन रियलाइज हाउ एक्टिवली माई सोसाइटी वॉज ट्राइंग टू पुश द कम्युनिटी अवे फॉर सम प्रेजुडिस रीजन मे बी दे डेंट इवन नो दैट वाई दे आर डूइंग इट बट इट वॉज लाइक अ कल्चरल सॉर्ट ऑफ अ थिंग दैट हेड बिकम डेवल्स एडवोकेट एंड यूज योर एग्जाम्पल इट सेल्फ राइट if a community is being pushed to the margins if it is becoming the subject of such violence so what is wrong in ensuring or encouraging people to go talk to a particular community and then i think anand wants to so come in yeah, on I, that so yeah that's what that's what i was coming to right that was exactly what i was coming to so that is why this hashtag does make sense to me for someone like me who is from that sheltered community who is made for twitter 
right you know like who is an upper caste hindu brahmin boy from nagpur i'm using those terms very consciously because there's a lot of sexism and privilege associated to it for people like me who are on twitter all the time this hashtag is important just quick adding to your point mingna just and it is meant for twitter and yeah. the the problem right now is when it comes to the minorities in this country it's not just social marginalization there's an economic marginalization Absolutely. also right. involved so this is a, there's a clear class angle that's when i said that when i grew up in lucknow the number of middle class muslims was quite high so which is why there's a class kind of thing also Absolutely. that is at work but otherwise what is happening is that there is a lot of there's a clear lot of muslims in this country are from the working classes and which is why people who are accessing twitter do not ever feel the need or come to a situation where they need to interact with them except for their uh, exchange of services interaction just yeah. to find out more about indian muslim culture and and the university example that i gave because it's a private university with a very high fee structure when i was teaching there there was not a single dalit or muslim student in that entire university so these students for four years yeah. of their course yeah. are never going to interact with anybody who's diverse from their class or caste or religious background absolutely yes. anand so, i mean there are reservations from the either side also so you see community conservatism works on this that community the individual can be stupid community is not species is not so conventional wisdom has to be followed so you don't go to that side because there is possibility of see say you teaching or violence and you, and there are reservations so incidentally i also teach so like say i teach a group of say civil services aspirants now uh, there is a group who come from jamia so they have a social group in jamia so and uh, they have subsidized coaching for civil services now they can come to private institutes like mine also with so they now there are things that uh, normally i would say in lectures which i would not say when they are there okay there are things because i know that they would their reaction to that would be very different so maybe if this hashtag is that uh, the communication from both ways is so that uh, some issues can be discussed with open mind because there are uh, apprehensions from both sides that this person would not like to listen to this this person would not like to listen to that so that that is the thing i i have this uh, i'm sorry I'm, yes, yes. i'm just adding to this since he teaches right i have to also really emphasize the point here that people who are on twitter are quote unquote influencers you know like the 1% who have access to the internet who make opinions who have the privilege of making these opinions and those opinions go far you have to understand they go I mean, far sure i my only concern is like you say they are influencers but i don't know how much this will translate so beyond that's twitter that's my that's my thing that's my that's my essential thing so there is a trickle down effect of information that is happening we see it everywhere right? that happens throughout like a article gets turned into whatsapp forwards with smileys but it still reaches the ground you know like that is what we have to understand that is the evolution of information that is happening so if say influencers are you know being told to talk to muslims find out more about muslim culture indian muslim culture what prejudice they face how the situation is evolving etc they will be sensitized 
like the one percent will be sensitized oh, who are the, the ones making opinions who are the ones influencing policy who the politicians are all listening to the people on twitter only like you know this is what is news is based on twitter now everything is flowing from there okay. other side so is makes al- sense other side is also valid that uh, apart from uh, say the treatment the alarm has also to be addressed now they may be living in a world of exaggerated alarm so that has also to be addressed and that can come through communication you know i i you also said that chachi tharur also exaggerates but exaggerated alarm i would not really say this is exaggerated alarm right now i think i am alarmed You're i'm alarmed because you're... 25 muslims have got, I, got killed in india i am also quite so alarmed. alarmed yeah i'm alarmed I mean, there is a there is a systematic Or, see, if there happening. are if there are uh, encounters 50 people have been killed in up up in encounters last in the last one ah. year out of which 60 to 65% people are muslims. muslims so and all of them are working I class we muslims, had yeah. someone a muslim talking about this yeah, yeah. i know Us giving opinion about a community yes. that yeah So the next thing on our agenda is Nawaz Sharif's and his daughter's arrest once they were back in Pakistan and uh, this in the light that Pakistan elections are coming up. So Anand uh, first coming to you do you think the PML and will be able to use Nawaz Sharif's rhetoric that he's returning for the benefit of the people in the elections or will Imran Khan be able to beat this rhetoric see corruption is not a liability in Pakistan so to a large extent it is not in India also but there it is not a liability so the basic assumption of Pakistani political discourse is that all are corrupt so that's it his challenger say Mr. Imran Khan's uh, Pakistan's uh, tehreek insaf has uh, has been in a provincial government which is considered equally corrupt so with reham khan's book uh, so maybe there is lot of gossip or something or like but uh, it has unleashed a can of worms for him so that is there but despite that there uh, i think gallup polls uh, project 75% uh, possibility of uh, imran led coalition so uh, now the establishment in pakistan as is the common knowledge is the army so uh, the three a's that uh, pivotal to pakistani political life now that is army allah and uh, america now america has been has its role has been diminished to a certain extent but army and allah still very very much instrumental in a managed democracy like pakistan mr sharif that i do not ironically the charges against him are uh, in panama papers and this are very not very much so it is just that four luxury apartments on park lane in london are somehow linked to him now for corruption of pakistani proportions this is nothing so <laughs> so i like how you put it <laughs> so so uh, it is nothing but of course the popular perception about pers- uh, about him being corrupt and uh, his uh, daughter being corrupt his son being corrupt is very much but uh, you see the arist- feudal lords aristocratic lords are the kings in pakistan with the so coming coming Support. back to your point that yeah. it is nothing as compared to what pakistani corruption scales up to so why is everyone why is the military establishment going after nawaz sharif because uh, i think they want to cut him to size they he there are pockets in pakistan where he is popular 
and he is popular. Pakistani army would not tolerate anyone getting too larger for their boots. Mm. So they would use Imran also to an extent and then they will be back to their tricks. So Imran Khan has this uh, lifelong ambition of being prime minister. So he would, uh, he also knows that his self-life in Pakistani political life is not too long, but uh, to fulfill his uh, ambition, because he's a sports star, he's a celebrity. Mm. That is the, now he thinks that that is a right that has been denied to him after 20 years in the field, as if you have been a captain of a cricket team and you have not won World Cup. Now, why should I? Yeah. Also, Anand, what you're saying that the corruption in Nawaz Sharif, it, one of the instigators was the Panama Papers. Yeah. And in India, the same thing, mm. there were several people here and then no action ever happened. So, uh, because, I mean, because see army is the mover and seeker if, if even with these allegations uh, they could have looked other way but uh, they used it as a pretext that uh, we have to go after this man and here these are the panama papers international coverage we will go after him yes Raman, sir? i think there is a fight between morality and and corruption morality versus corruption mm. imran khan's wife's book has really created a furor. I mean, this guy, the mm. kind of things, the illegitimate children in India. But is that <laughs> enough to make him lose the political so, so, game? So that's what I'm saying. Is Corruption, even I, I completely agree with Anand. Corruption doesn't make much headway in Pakistan. Mm. It's, it's, you know, th that's the thing. So also, his very carefully crafted public persona mm. was uh, that he is soft to jihadist Islam, but mm. uh, Reham Khan's book has come yes. across. You he know, has come across as someone very much deviating from religious ideals and have a very very kind of depraved life, debauchery of all kind. Yes. Meghnath. Mm. Uh, so I was just saying, I have tried to understand Stand Pakistan politics for so long. Like I've I've tried to get into it. It is something you have to get into and like actively try to find out what is going on. It's incredibly complex and difficult, right? Mm. Like as Anand said, the army is the movers and shakers, but then they never make any real news in Pakistan because obviously that might be censored or whatever the case Having may be. Having said that, I do want to ask Anand. Anand, you mentioned the three A's. Mm. What has been the role of the media in all this, yeah. and what will it be? in these elections. No, Indian television media would uh, come up as a very juvenile if you look at the kind of cacophony the Pakistani television media is. Because the uh, role of media in this is uh, that most of, uh, uh, despite the cacophony and very adversarial positions they take in television debates, they are seen as largely compromised. They are seen as largely compromised. They are seen as uh, taking their brief from political parties and uh, Imran is a, a, with the help of the army is now being seen as controlling a lot of media narratives there. So despite all the cacophony and drama you see from Pakistani television which makes its way to social media in India and people laugh. So, But uh, it is used as a tool in uh, say the lobes and faces of power. Mm. Yes. Raman sir do you want to add to no. that? 
थैंक यू मेघना सो विथ दैट वी कम टू द एंड ऑफ द पॉडकास्ट एंड आई वॉन्ट वू आस्क द पैनल फॉर द रेकमेंडेशन नेहा बिगनिंग विथ यू इट्स एन ओल्ड प्रोफाइल ऑफ सरीना विलियम्स इन न्यूयॉर्क टाइम्स आई थिंक टू ईयर्स ओल्ड बट आई री रेड इट रिसेंटली इन द प्रेजेंट कॉन्टेक्सट वेर दे हैव रिटर्न अबाउट हर सरीना विलियम्स अ वुमन स्पोर्ट्स पर्सन कीपिंग हर रेस इन माइंड and the kind of racism and sexism she faces as a, a sports person and uh, a very good contrast to that was a serena williams uh, profile in rolling stone where they talk about her as a person but how this new york times profile is quite interesting is because it does bring in like i've been saying zillion times uh, over the last one hour the intersectionality of say race and gender and the kind of ramifications it has on say the kind of commercial endorsements you get because you are a your skin color is different or because you're a woman so i thought that it's something that is also relevant to our indian context right now when we talk about say caste or religion or gender i think it's a good thing to read and keep that context in mind raman sir there's another hilarious story in uh, nyt this is uh, you know the trump administration how they try to bully equator i think uh, on uh, breastfeeding uh, bill uh, so they just wanted to bring a bill or some on on breastfeeding so they said if you will bring this in we will withdraw military aid to ecuador so it's a very interesting story in nyt and uh, i think finally russia brought that bill and lobbying of all the pharmaceutical companies yes. to say please sell the formula for children yes, and not for yes. breastfeed uh, yeah anand as uh, see birth centenary of nelson mandela uh, is uh, in news so those who have uh, read i would like to ask them to revisit his uh, autobiography a long walk to freedom and those who have not should read it not because all of it is very fascinating but to just uh, pick the brains of the or the psyche of a political prisoner for 27 years and how he clung to his vision so that uh, even for idealist as well as cynics Uh, it would give uh, for cynics it would give uh, an insight into survival instincts and for idealists it would be give uh, the glue to your political vision and so that is one uh, second is that uh, i have uh, been brushing my sanskrit again so i was once <laughs> i was once good at uh, in sanskrit so uh, the one thing i read again was visakhadatt uh, mudra rakshas so um, it's a very good poly- political play for the court intrigues and political ideas the rivalries and a lot of it it is very cliche to say but it is very contemporary also so in sense so there are english translations of it and i think we should revisit some of our classics so you should read in english if you don't know sanskrit so yes okay Um, I don't know. Magnat. <laughs> <laughs> Then the English translation yeah, is available. I would like to make two very serious recommendations. One is, you know, uh, two channels you should definitely watch is Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha TV because Parliament is in session, guys. <laughs> 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 um, no, um, so okay, I've been um, watching Kaumikstan. I really like it. I know it's a controversial opinion <laughs> right now, but uh, you know, you remember laughter challenge, right? That used to happen. It's so 
so bullshit no like <laughs> now it seems so bullshit but i'm really glad they've been able to crack this stand up plus reality show format not in a very you know good way but i really liked it i enjoy it and they so like four minute sets that people have to come up with the intelligent thing they have done is they have themed it you know like there it's topical comedy improvisation you know like various themes and every round is based on that theme so i really like that format where does it uh, it's on amazon amazon, amazon prime and uh, the other sort of uh, recommendation i have is this you know i i've been uh, reading stephen king the mist you know i've been re- i read the book recently and there is a series on it uh, so on netflix there is a series on it so if you guys are stephen king fans watch the series because it is a beautiful rendering of the book uh, and it's done really well with like that added twisty lost drama that you know like is very iconic so yeah uh, my recommendation is based on something which we could not discuss the four month deadline to the two member panel that was investigating investigating the bhima koregaon violence has lapsed and they've asked for an extension again so parthamen has done a story for first post it's called bhima koregaon violence the deadline for gathering statement statements lapses while police lethargy continues to hamper probe and he's also looked at some of the statements that they have already collected which is less than half of the statements that they were supposed to collect so it's a it's an extremely interesting read also to see what people went through and how police lethargy is just resulting in no action that people actually need so thank you panel but thank you thank you but before we go i would like to urge our listeners and readers to pay to keep news free it is only when the public steps in that the media can become truly free and independent also do not forget to attend the media rumble at the indian habitat center it's on the 3rd and 4th of august and here is manisha to tell you more but wait before that i have a master class in media rumble guys yes. please come it'll be a lot and of fun and neha will also be there so oh. do come fun fun The Media Rumble is back. In the second edition, we bring together news professionals, policy makers, investors, tech innovators from all over the world. It's where we discuss the future of news. It's where we talk about all facets of the news ecosystem. This year, we are set to make the Media Rumble Asia's premier media forum. There'll be professionals from some of the world's leading news organizations. Master classes on data journalism, on animation, illustration, storytelling, A convoy of 14 international speakers, filmmakers, satirists, all under one roof. Come, rumble at the Media Rumble, August 3rd and August 4th, 2018 at India Habitat Centre, New Delhi. Entry is free for our News Laundry subscribers and Mufat Khors, register now. Seats are filling up fast, so log on to www.themediarumble.com. See you there. So go on, subscribe to News Laundry or any other independent news organisation of your choice. Also here's a song for you happy subscribing Ek baat hoto tak hai jo aayi nahi bas aankhon se hai jhagti tumse kabhi mujhse kabhi kuch lafz hai wo mangti jinko pehen ke hoto tak aa jaye wo aawaz ki baahon mein baahein dal ke ithlaye wo lekin jo ye ek baat hai ehsaas hi ehsaas hai खुशबू सी है जैसे हवा में तैरती खुशबू जो बे आवाज है जिसका पता तुमको भी है जिसकी खबर मुझको भी है दुनिया से भी छुपता नहीं ये जाने कैसा राज है
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.